What's up, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's your man, GB. Oh, my gosh. So much happens in the world of pro wrestling in seven days. It's almost unfair to try to get seven days into one show. So don't worry. Next week, we're going to break it up and get you some multiple shows. But this week, this week, we got a special show for you, which I'm pretty excited about. And you know, I'm never by myself. I've got my good brother with me today from the remix. And you guys know him here. It's James White. What's up, brother? Oh, good afternoon, beloved. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. It's yes. been a long time. I <sighs> shouldn't have left you this way. I'm sorry for what you had to deal with last week with Courtney, but <laughs> here I am to clean up that mess. Yes, I am here. Lord. Glad to be here. GB, how you doing, man? Man, I am good. I am good. I am good. We are, uh, I don't want to call it baby watch too soon. <laughs> I don't want to call it that too soon, but we've got right. eight weeks left in this journey. So, man, man. Yeah. Are uh, you yeah. getting good sleep? Are you, are you sleeping well? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. And part of the reason why, and you understand this, when your what? wife is pregnant, um, like every little move she makes, like you get concerned, you know? Like, Absolutely. Are you okay? What's hurting? And then maybe I'm just being a dumb guy because I'll ask if she makes a noise, what's hurting? And then she'll, you know, make me feel like a king and say everything, <laughs> dummy. You know, so I'm just like, well, you know, I, I mean, there's no guarantee that it's the same thing all the time. So, I, you right. know, you, you, right. you ask right. to try to be, you know, whatever, right. but. Yeah, you know, this baby is mm. on his way. Oh, and, boy. Uh, he is growing. We've got a cool appointment tomorrow, which I'm pretty excited about. And um, my understanding is he is measuring a week ahead of schedule at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So wow. Uh, tomorrow should be interesting. I don't know what they're going to say. But, you know, so far, everything points to him being healthy, which is the most important thing. And. You know, right. she's doing good. Everything's growing as it's supposed to. So, yeah, yeah. We got a baby Fantastic, man. Yeah. Well, I, I I wish you great sleep today. Oh, gosh. Because um, I know it's it's, it's going to be leaving me very soon. Yeah. yeah. And and you'll have, you know, this is the reason why I stopped having children. Um, After Josiah was born, I just tied my own tubes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. You said, I that's hope, it. I, I'm done. Yeah. I hope this rubber band holds up. Man. I, 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 I did a triple so. nine. Yeah. It hurts when I sneeze. Yeah, yeah uh, I it, bet. it really does. I bet. And, um, <laughs> and I can't eat steak anymore, but that's a worthy sacrifice. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I feel a shift every now and then when I hit a speed bump. But yeah. I'm not, you know. I, I tell you. And then I get nervous, man. I get nervous whenever because my, my, my wife loves babies. She loves oh, little children. Oh, boy. And she'll pick them up and start talking in that baby voice. Oh man! Like like babies can understand baby voice. Right. 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 Babies don't understand that mess. Talk to them in in grown English. Yeah. And so she gets a baby fever. So I don't ever want to touch her after that. Like wash your hands. Yeah. 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 Sanitize. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Because that's contagious. I don't need a. Yeah, I don't need a breakthrough. I don't need that. No. (laughs) That's that's a surprise you don't want. That's just that surprise. Well, well, our third child was a surprise. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my so, gosh. So, you no, know, just just real quickly, my my, my daughter, because um, my wife 
uh, we have a son from a previous marriage, okay. and so I never call him my stepson. He's my son. Yeah. But my daughter is our firstborn child together. Gotcha. You. you know, we prayed. You know, we you know we put seed in the ground yes. and all of that. And, uh, yeah, uh, put in more in more than the ground. But anyway, sorry. Well, well, ahead, carry no. on, carry on. But you know, she was a little prayer. You know, we, you know, <laughs> Josiah was just like a result of a very good evening. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> just, I wasn't trying to get another one. I was good. You know? and so she calls me. I'm driving. She says, and I'm pregnant. So what you going to do? I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Wow, wait, wait. She wait. called you and told you? Yeah. We were in the middle of an argument. And what? then she threw that at the end of the argument. Wait, she said, yeah, I'm pregnant. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's like, this is a horrible promo you're cutting on me right now. Exactly. Like, like, seriously. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but I have grown to love him. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I have grown to love him. Yeah. Famous last words. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, right? gosh. <laughs> but no more kids, man. I'm done. Yeah. Y'all can have as many as y'all want. God bless you and your seed. Well, no. awesome. I And I fully get it. Trust me. I get it. I was talking with my daughter last night who is 17 and she just reminds mm. me you know dad i'm gonna be 18 this year and i'm going wow wow yeah you're gonna be 18 Oof. with your driver's license and preparing to graduate high school and here mm. i am yeah having another, t- having another- <laughs> yeah yeah that's a tough pill to swallow so starting the cycle all oh over again there gosh. we go i was just about done like i was about yeah. to cruise man oh but, anyway. but you had to get a re- you had to get a wrestler in the family. That's and it. You listen, had to get this one. There you go. He's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be really good. Matter of fact, I was watching um, on Sunday the last day of the New Japan Cup, and uh, my wife was in here and we were talking, and I was shocked at the result, which we'll talk about in the next segment. Mm. And as I'm rattling these names off to her, I'm saying, "But you have no idea what I'm talking about." And she's like, <laughs> I don't, but our son will. I'm like, you got that right. I will That's train right. him in the ways <laughs> he should go. That's right. And New Japan that- and WWE and Ring of Honor and AEW will not soon depart. And it will be. And see, and thing. and you have the network, so he can you you give him history. Oh yeah. You know, you give him the NWA stuff. Oh yeah. You, you know the ECW run. He's gonna be a very All- learned child. Let me tell you going to be great. Love it. Okay, so what's going to be his finishing move? He's got to have a finisher. What's going to be his finisher? You know, it's too soon to tell. I'm waiting to see what his personality is going to be like. Okay. And I think that's going to help me finish or determine what his finisher is going to be. But okay. uh, all those videos that are floating around of, you know, the babies and uh, their fathers playing these wrestling games with them, trust me, I think we'll have that yeah. all beat. I, I just think so. It'll be a two cut. And I just don't want him to be like Brandon's son and actually dislocate no, somebody's kneecap. Right. We don't. He will not have yeah. a Noah spirit on him. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, he had, Noah has a whole promotion named after him in Japan. Yeah. You know. <laughs> stiff worker. That's what uh, he is. That's yeah. what he is. Well, listen. Yeah. You guys missed our show last week. You missed a good one. Uh, we recap the 17th anniversary of Ring of Honor. And we got you uh, locked in with the New Japan Cup. Plus, we talked about the uh, G1 Supercar taking shape. And we had quite the response to what happened to Kofi Kingston last week. We will have a different response this week, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So uh, go back, check it out. It's the latest episode of The Faction. It's available 
here at BonnerFiedRadio.com or wherever you check out your podcast. So this week, very, very special, very stacked show. The New Japan Cup finished this weekend. We're going to talk about that and how that has officially impacted the G1 Supercard. Also, we've got a brand new inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. We're going to update the NXT Championship Circuit. WrestleMania has named its official main event, though I think they must have been listening to us because we probably told them what it was. But there's that, and then we're going to get you updated on Kofi Mania and the controversy surrounding the SmackDown Women's Championship. All that and more today on The Faction, but we're going to kick things off with music from NXT and their best faction without question. It's the Undisputed Era. Their theme song from CFO is called Undisputed. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfide Radio. I got a lot left in the tank! What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to the faction. Shock the system.
We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. If you don't recognize my voice, something is completely wrong with you. You should know who I am by now. Um, I am the son of Dusty Rose. Ah, yes. There it is. Yes, yeah. but I don't wear polka dots. You just heard the theme song <laughs> from the Undisputed Era by CFO. All right, guys. So, yeah, that's James White, the son of Dusty Rhodes. You didn't know that, but <laughs> now you know, and you can answer that in a trivia question when it comes up, as it probably will at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, as you, I was told, I look more like Virgil, though, and I don't think I like that oh, at all. Nah, nah, nah. That's nah. that's not. That's not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not they all bald head black men don't look like Virgil, man. It's not that's not right. No, it's really not. No, and I never thought Virgil when I saw you. So I thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. No. So listen, we are gearing up for what I think is gonna safe to say be the biggest weekend in pro wrestling history. Um, <laughs> you know, because everything is happening WrestleMania weekend. All the major promotions are showing up. Um, and so to lead us to the G one supercard, we've had uh, Pro Wrestling's Virgin version. Virgin, Virgil, <laughs> version of March Madness with the G1 Super, uh, G1 Super Cup. Why can't I talk today? It's the New it's Japan okay. Cup. It's all right. There it's a lot on the brain. I'm sorry. New Japan yeah. Cup. Uh, New Japan, of course. Traditionally, that tournament would lead the winner to an opportunity to choose their championship shot. But this time, because they were headed to Madison Square Garden, they decided we'll make the tournament bigger than it's ever been. 32-man tournament. The winner battles the IWGP Heavyweight Champion at the main event in Madison Square Garden the night before WrestleMania. Pretty big. So we got to the finals this weekend. And I got to tell you, the final four was pretty dope. I was kind of shocked by the finals because I didn't think that uh, Sonata would beat uh, Tanahashi, but he did, which led us to the finals. So let's recap all that happened. Uh, the final day at the New Japan Cup kicked off with a tag match that saw uh, Manabu Nakanashi and Yuji Nagata defeat two of the Young Lions, which, by the way, I like the shine that the Young Lions have been getting uh, in this New Japan Cup. It's been pretty dope. Colt Cabana, Michael Elgin, and Toa Hinare defeated Shota Umino. Uh, Satoshi Kojima and Tenzan in a big six-man tag match. Suzuki Gun, that would be Davy Boy Smith Jr., Lance Archer, and Minoru Suzuki, defeated Togi Makabe, uh, Hanma, and Toru Yano. Then the LIJ team of Bushi, Evil, Shingo Tagaki, and Tetsuya Naito defeated Kota Ibushi, Ren Narita, Taguchi, and Tomohoro Ishii. Did in a tag match. Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi and Will Ospreay. The Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Fale, Hikaleo, and the IWGP champion Switchblade Jay White defeated the Chaos team of Hiroki Goto, Mikey Nichols, and Yoshihashi. In the only title match of the evening, Juice Robinson successfully defended the U.S. Heavyweight Championship over Chase Owens. And in the main event, the finals of the New Japan Cup saw Kazuchika Okada defeat Sonata by pinfall with a rainmaker. He wins the New Japan Cup, catapults himself into the main event of the G1 Supercard on April the 6th, 
where he takes on Jay White for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So before we get to the G1 Supercard, man, what'd you think of the New Japan Cup and Okada taking it off? Okada was the right call. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's the right call. Yeah. It goes into a problem that I have with New Japan right now. Okay. But Okada was the right call. And they love to do this. They love to do shockers in tournaments. They do? They love to give you upsets. Like, wow, this guy beat this guy Mm -hmm. because they have a plan down the road. And so if you remember, this is a weird thing. Yeah. But remember back in around 2011 with TNA? Mm Mm-hmm. Sonata was a better singles wrestler than Okada at the time. Which is crazy because I think a lot of us forget that they did spend time there and certainly Sonata in, in TNA, which is crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Okada's time was not memorable at all. At all. At all. I forgot um, it even happened. How about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a young boy to Samoa Joe um, during that time. Wow. And um, n- never got that much shine as a singles wrestler. Actually, it was Samoa Joe and some others that gave him the uh, the idea to develop a, a better character wow. to add to it. And the Rainmaker situation was born wow. out of out of that behest. So, and of course, he's become, in a short time, one of the greatest wrestlers ever. ever. But there was a time that Sonata was a more prominent singles wrestler that is, than Okada. That's actually really crazy because if you watch New Japan, certainly I'm relatively i say relatively (laughs) new i'd say in the last three years i've been really Mm -hmm. heavy new japan um and in there i never got the idea that sonata was as great as many have said that he is he's had some pretty Mm -hmm. big tournament wins which make you say that and certainly the win over tanahashi was a big one um Mm -hmm. like i i just i remember going wait tanahashi tapped like what i was just like what did i just see here you yeah. know, uh, and matter of fact, that was the moment that I was telling my wife about, and I knew she had no clue what was happening. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, like this is like I really thought we were going to see Tanahashi and Okada in the finals of uh, New Japan Cup, which would have, of course, made a lot of sense. They're a huge rivalry um, to decide who's going to Madison Square Garden. Would have made a whole lot of sense, but I'm with you. I think Okada was a great call. Uh, I did predict Okada would win the whole thing. Um, which is interesting. So now that gets us to this G1 Supercard. And next week we will do our official predictions. Uh, And if you want to be in on that, by all means, you can, because I think you'll obviously have a lot more to say about this side of it than the other guys will. But uh, this G1 Supercard is shaping up to be special. Let me run through this lineup for you. It's going to start with the Honor Rumble, which uh, really will be a joint production between New Japan and and Ring of Honor. We've seen that kind of rumble traditionally before Wrestle Kingdom um, as their pre-show of sorts. And then the winner of that at some point will get an opportunity for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, A lot of title versus title matches here. It'll start off with the Never Open Weight Championship versus the Ring of Honor Television Championship as Will Ospreay battles Jeff Cobb. Both those titles will be on the line. Um, Then you've got Dalton Castle taking on Roosh, who is the creator of L.I. without the J. 
because trying to say Los Ing, yeah, messed me up last week. Yeah. It's messing me up right now. Um, the women's yeah. championship will be on the line as Mayu Iwatani will defend against the former champion Kelly Klein. Then Bully Ray has issued an open challenge for a street fight against a mystery opponent. Uh, the junior heavyweight championship from the IWGP will be on the line as uh, Tajiri Ishimori. Oh, my God, this match is going to be unbelievable. Defense against Bandito and Dragon Lee, uh, representing both Ring of Honor and CMLL. What started Ooh. off as a tag match between the IWGP tag champions and the Ring of Honor tag champions has turned into a fatal four-way. This is going to be crazy. Both the IWGP tag titles and the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles are on the line as uh, the champions, the Gorillas of Destiny, take on the ROH champions, PCO and Brody King, and then the former champions from both Ring of Honor and New Japan, so Evil and Sonata and the Briscoes will all be in this match, which I just think is going to be absolutely unbelievable. The British Heavyweight Championship is on the line as Zack Sabre Jr. defends against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, oh, my gosh. Then you have the IWGP Intercontinental Championship on the line, a rematch from the first round of the New Japan Cup as uh, <laughs> Tetsuya Naito defends against Kota Ibushi. Ibushi won that first round match, and it was a show stealer. Good Lord. Then the double main event sees the Ring of Honor Championship on the line. Jay Lethal defends in a triple threat against Matt Taven and Marty Skrull. And then... Jay White defends the IWGP Championship against Kazuchika Okada. What do you think about this card? There are a lot of cards happening that weekend. Where do you think this ranks up there in terms of wrestling uh, cards? The last time I was on this show, uh, we expressed our concern. Yes, we did. About this show. Yes, we did. And they have quelled a lot of those concerns. <laughs> in a significant way. With <laughs> this... <laughs> Man, if you love wrestling, mm -hmm. if you love in-ring wrestling, I don't need the gimmicks. I don't need huge backstories. Mm -hmm. Just give me the action in the ring. If you love wrestling like we love wrestling, then this show will entertain you yes. because these lineups. And of course, you've got you've got two organizations that absolutely need each other. Yes. Totally no way. Agree. New no way New Japan can do this without ROH. Yeah. There's no way ROH can do this without New Japan. Yeah. They need each other, and it speaks to the significance of how strong the WWE is, mm -hmm. and it also speaks to how big the defection of the elite Absolutely. has been. Absolutely. Huge. But for them to pull this show off, Okada had to be in the main event. Agreed. Totally. He, he had to be. If he's not the best non-WWE wrestler in the world, he's number two. Right. Um, and so he has to be in that. He's the flagship. Yeah. Of, he's still the man there. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So he has to be in that. And if Jay White is going to have any kind of significance as a champion, um, I just I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the lineup on in um, NJWP NJPW. I yes. can't talk either. NJPW's <laughs> website. Yes. And so. Jay White is the 68th IWGP champion. Yes. That belt has changed hands 68 times and they put it on him. Mm -hmm. And of course, my nickname is Jay. And so I'm supposed to like him. Right. But, <clears throat> yeah. but he needs a moment and he hasn't had that moment yet. Yeah. And maybe it happens in the garden. But look at this lineup, man. Yeah. This. It's special. 
This is like th- to me, this lineup, and you're gonna. This is gonna make your eyebrows raise when I say this. I see your face already. I'm, ready? I'm ready to hear what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I like this lineup better than Wrestle Kingdom. I actually agree with you, though. I agree with you. I I, I think Wrestle Kingdom this year, it was clear they were trying for something that they weren't mm-hmm. trying for before. Perhaps it was the pressure of the previous two Wrestle Kingdoms, which were so amazing, that it was like, how do we attempt to top that? But they had some problems that, quite frankly, they didn't have those previous years, particularly the defection, potential defection of Kenny Omega. Uh, This startup of AEW with Cody and the Young Bucks leaving. And I'll tell you, the more and more I think about it, and I've said this before, whenever people think, and this is why I think Organizations like WWE have to be careful because WWE prides itself on saying no one or no thing is bigger than the WWE. And this whole idea that like on the soap operas, if you leave, we'll just recast you and replace you doesn't work because the Mm. Bullet Club has meant nothing Mm. since Cody, the Bucks and Kenny all left. And then Mm. Marty Skrull left. All the cool kids left. And so yeah. it was, you know, so they're running around too sweet in each other and nobody cares. Bullet Club mm. merchandise isn't selling. Like, none of mm. that stuff is happening. So I say all of that to say that Ring of Honor and New Japan, first of all, let me say this. If you remember, and you're a wrestling aficionado, which is why we have you here, I have to go back to, you remember when the AWA would do their super cards? Yes. And, you know, yes. at one point they would team with the NWA and do a couple of right. them. But that last one, when they went to team with World Class and CWF um, to give us Kerry Von Erich versus Jerry the King Lawler Man, for the yes. AWA championship, it was considered to be the Super Bowl of wrestling uh, yeah. in an attempt to really counteract WrestleMania. The problem right. is none of them could get along and figure out how to work things out. And it was just, I can't even use the term that other wrestling podcasts would use, <laughs> but I'll just say it was a hot mess. All right, let's just say yeah. it was a hot mess. Yeah. Here you have the ideal situation. Two wrestling promotions that have figured out how to work together for the betterment of each other to the point where you're not asking yourself who comes out on top, Ring of Honor or New Japan. They have intertwined themselves with such a great working relationship that it's really there. And it's weird because they're working together, yet they have their own distinct identities. It is a special thing that we have not found very often in the world of pro wrestling. So they should be saluted because this is a really great scenario that they have brought us. And quite frankly, with the multiple titles that are on the line, I'm glad that the Ring of Honor World Championship is still held separately and the IWGP Championship is separately. It does make me wonder what the future is going to be with uh, the IWGP and the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Championships both against each other with a TV title and the never like I don't know if this means unification if it just means one person holds two belts obviously we'll yeah. get answers but yeah I'm thinking it's more like Survivor Series we have champion versus champion and well, no these both... titles are on the line no um and with with Osprey and Kyle yes those titles are on the line so th- that's why oh, I'm that like... makes it even more fun yeah 
So, I mean, it's going to be a great match. And certainly, I mean, however you look at it, both organizations win. I mean, think about it. Mm -hmm. The Never Openweight Championship on American television is a good thing. The Ring of Honor mm -hmm. TV Championship over in New Japan is a good thing. You know, mm -hmm. all of this, I think, works for the two of them really trying to do what they're trying to do as an organization. So, I think it's a good and thing. And I also think what you saw in the, um, the Japan Cup mm -hmm. is setting up what they need in New Japan. And that is, you need another main event singles wrestler. Yeah. In the fall, yeah. and I believe they're tapping Sonata for that role. Now, see, so I think I, I'm I'm thinking they're tapping Sonata, but I think they're getting ready to do something with uh, Kota Ibushi as well. Oh, but that's long overdue. It is long overdue. I think they were waiting oh. for Kota to make the decision to commit fully to New Japan, right? And now that he has, I think they're ready to put the rocket ship on him. But you also need another heel. I agree as well. I agree. And so Sonata. Can, can play that role. They'll find somebody else to team up with Evil, but um, Sonata's going to be that one because they are missing top end guys. They are. They are. You know, they're lacking, and we're not going to, um, as much as we respect Tanahashi, Tanahashi's going to be, what, 43 this year? Yeah, he's, he's near and, the end. Yeah, so we, we need to move forward. But he and Zack Sabre Jr. is going to give us one. I can't oh wait for gosh. that one. Oh. That, <laughs> that one and then one. the Ibushi Naito match. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Ishimori, yes. Bandito, and Dragon Lee. <laughs> they can't call that match fast enough. That that just That's Jeez. just going to be, I mean. So here's the deal, guys. There are two ways you can watch it. You can watch it as part of the Honor Club with Ring of Honor. Or if you are subscribed to NJPW World, you'll be able to watch it live in both places. So, uh, And if you've got New Japan, we normally have to wake up super early in the morning. You'll be able to watch it live as it happens with an 8 p.m. Eastern start time. So it's going to be a great, great night and great weekend of pro wrestling. One of the things that will be happening at the same time, talk about a slight bit of conflict. While some of us will be watching the G1 Supercard, others will be watching the WWE Hall of Fame inductions, which will happen at the same night right down the street at the Barclays Center. And uh, we've just gotten words of brand new nominees or brand new inductees. That would be Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Together they are known as the Hart Foundation, the second tag team in this crew. Uh, to be inducted, which is a little unusual. Uh, also, it makes Brett the Hitman Hart now the fourth guy to be a two-time Hall of Famer. Three of them in this year's class, which I'll get to that piece in a second. But first, man, your thoughts on the Hart Foundation being inducted into the Hall of Fame. When was the last year the Hart Foundation wrestled? As a, as a tag team. Uh, now, wait. Now, see, this is where it's going to get confusing. Are you referencing just Brett and Anvil, or are we talking about this collective that was the Hart Foundation that showed up as a, a whole situation with them and Owen and Davey Boy and Brian Pillman? Pillman. Yeah, that was the whole Attitude Era thing, which was right. kind of cool, too. Um, yeah. So, so that's like 96, 97. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It it is 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the last mm -hmm. time we saw them active 
at any function, you can say the fact the whole faction or whatever sure. was ninety seven. I was in yeah. college. Yeah, yeah. The last time they were active. Yeah. I'm about to send somebody to college in a few years. <laughs> right. And they're they're just now getting into the you're talking about easily one of the five best tag teams in WWE history. Correct. And they're just now getting into the Hall of Fame. Mm. Is there a great explanation as to why? Can, can I upset you some more? No, but go ahead. <laughs> let's let, let's put this in our pipe and smoke it. The Bushwhackers were inducted into the Hall of Fame before the Hart Foundation. Unacceptable. Yeah. There is no reason. Okay, yeah. we buried the hatchet with Bret Hart, right? Yeah, I mean, Bret Hart was inducted in 2006. So he's in. He's in. They didn't have anything against the Anvil. Clearly, the Anvil was on uh, WWE TV regularly on Total Divas almost every week with Natty. I mean, and yet it took him to die for them to put them in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Let me upset you some more. The One Man Gang, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and. The Big Boss Man. Collectively, the and Twin it, Towers were in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame before the Heart Foundation was in the Hall of Fame. Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim. Coco Beware. Coco Beware. <laughs> Joan London. <laughs> Let, let's keep the list. Snoop. <laughs> Snoop let's keep right. the list going. Pete Rose. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dana Warrior is Dana a joke. Dana Warrior. Little JJ Robertson. Little JJ. <laughs> Drew Carey. Oh my gosh. What are we doing? Wow. And if and we you... want to take this as a legitimate thing, yeah. like I'm I I'm done I'm done thinking that this Hall of Fame is legitimate or worthwhile. Yeah. Because obviously there's so many axes to grind yeah. behind it. There is no shrine. There is no museum. You can't go to the Titan Towers Mm -hmm. and see any kind of work that these guys have done. Mm -hmm. It is all another production for the WWE. It is. It is not a wrestling Hall of Fame as we know it. Because if it was, it would be based on achievement and merit. And a lot of these men would have already been in way before they got in. So this is another Vince show. And the fact that they moved... NXT TakeOver to Friday to put this on Saturday for this mm, I'm sorry Yeah, I'm sorry uh, let me know how it goes because I'm not watching (laughs) well I'll certainly be watching the G1 Supercard so thank you you know and and I'll tell you (laughs) I have sat through live uh, several Hall of Fame inductions I was there for when Bret Hart was inducted I was matter of fact I was there yeah, Bret Hart in the 2007 one, which off the top of my head, I don't remember who was there. I think Dusty was in that one. The 2008 one, I don't remember. I do know the 2009 one, Stone Cold was inducted, as was uh, Terry Funk and a few other guys. But listen, the Hall of Fame inductions aren't really something that you want to sit through anyway. It is basically sitting through a conference. Yeah. And, and there's no... There's no worship. There's no you know, no part where you get to interact. 
Um, there's no action. It's just stories. And and it just, you know, sitting and listening to somebody talk for three hours uh, is lengthy. Uh, and when we mm. went, matter of fact, when we went in uh, WrestleMania 30, we opted not to go. And the network had just started. And we chose to watch. And I'm glad we watched from our hotel room in the network on the network. And it was good because uh, if I had to sit there live during Mr. T's speech, I think I would have slit mm. my throat. So, no mm. go. Yeah, my mama. yeah. Listen, yeah. I love her on Arbor Day. <laughs> I love her on Mother's Day. I, lo- I get it. You love your mama. Yeah, it's it's all good. Thanks. Yeah. So now I was emotional when when Sting was inducted yeah. because you now this is a person that held a franchise sure. together by a thread sure. for a, a a long time and deserved that distinction and not the TNA distinction where they're in the banquet hall at the Best Western. Right, and, you know, so I actually give this man oh. a stage and a platform that's yeah. worthy of his career. That was great, and that he retired on it, which I said, thank God, because yeah. I don't need to see my he- hero half dead in a ring. Yeah, uh, thank, thanks, Seth. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's supposed to be a crowning achievement, and those things should have had, like I said. 2000 at the earliest mm-hmm. I mean at the at the latest really yeah. the Hart Foundation should have been in yeah. the hall but congratulations to them both. absolutely alright we're going to take a break when we come back boy there's still a whole lot of ground to cover we've got our Raw recap coming Smackdown recap we've got to get into all that happened a lot happened in the WWE this week uh, yeah yeah there's a lot happening, so we're going to get to it. <laughs> but let's go to some music right now from, well, I won't give that away, but let's just say it's Charlotte Flair's theme song. It's called Recognition, coming from CFO. Boy, I can't wait to have that conversation. Mm. This is The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into The Faction.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back again to the faction. You just heard recognition. It was the theme of white privilege. I mean, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what, what? Did I say something wrong? Oh, I, I, boy. I, I, mm, mm. Oh, boy. Sorry. Oh, my Lord. Oh, CFO my Lord. created that song, people. Uh, they do a lot of work. They do, and, uh, and they look like they put somebody out of work, and the somebody they put out of work may be working again. He, maybe we'll talk about he, that. He may be. Let's let's delve into that. So Jim Johnston, um, who had been the longtime creator of WWE theme songs, some of the theme songs you know and love, you know, from The Rock and The Undertaker, the iconic theme songs that you know. Uh, were created by Jim Johnston. And when CFO came along circa 2013, 2014, and started doing all the theme songs, it left Jim Johnston in a lurch. Jim Johnston wanted to create. He was being paid to sit at home and not create. And he decided, no, I'm not for this, so either fire me or give me something to do. And then when he was fired, he didn't feel good about it. And he was asked... Would he do themes for a certain burgeoning wrestling company whose first letter is the first letter of the alphabet? And, you know, <laughs> they may or may not be, uh, you know, uh, led by the grandson of a plumber. What would he do? And Jim Johnson said absolutely in his best, in his best stone cold voice. Sure. I would work yeah. with AEW. What would you think about a Jim Johnston creating for AEW? I'm sorry. I've been nodding my head the entire time. <laughs> I'm supposed to say something. Yes. Yes. In this world, the theme music has great importance. Yes, it does. I remember watching some old WCW because you know I'm a WCW head mm-hmm. and, and at the time you know I'm more concerned about the wrestlers Yeah, and I would listen to some of the music that they came out on oh terrible I'm like what forgettable like, who did this and why mm-hmm. like yeah. whoever decided that this was good intro music should be talked to yes in a very stern way yes and and <laughs> and then when when Nitro began to pick their game up you saw the addition of Hall and Nash mm-hmm. to the programming 
it lifted their product yeah all the way around yeah. now all of a sudden they're coming out to Jimi hendrix a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with, with hulk hogan and the cookie cutter stuff no we've got to change this all across the board because right. they brought that element from what they gained in wwe listen the music and the entrance is as important as the act yes you got to still to this day the entrance of the undertaker uh, is money yeah yeah and who created the music for that entrance Jim Johnston. Jim Johnston. Mm-hmm. So imagine what he could do for a Kenny Omega. Yeah. Oh. oh. And even not just a Kenny Omega. Imagine for the other guys because they're gonna need because they're top heavy right now. Right. They're gonna need some other guys to rise up. So yes. imagine what he could do for a Hangman Page. Yes. Yes. You know. And so at and or Brandy Rhodes mm-hmm. or you know. Mm-hmm. And then so 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 now you've got a guy. Who can create music around a character right. that uplifts the character and then adds another layer to it? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is think about that's this. money. The same guy who created the Rock's theme song and the Undertaker's theme song created the Ultimate Warrior's theme song. Like it, it is, it is. These are iconic theme songs mm-hmm. that, if we're honest, none of them would have been the same without. You know, can you imagine the Ultimate Warrior not coming out to that crazy? Yeah frenetic type of theme song he's not the ultimate warrior yeah. i don't know who he is mm. he's just a dingo warrior mm. at that point like you know it's just it's <laughs> yeah, like man. what in the world you know so i think and here's the interesting thing that you said you're saying about this because you're talking about guys who went through character changes yes okay yes, you know stone cold was the ringmaster yeah man like but the just, sound of the breaking of the glass changed it all changed at all. Rocky Maya Villa was coconuts and pineapples. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. But then when he became the rock and yes. you hear that if you smell, oh, yeah. oh that's it sets a room off. It does. You know, it who does. can remember you never forget to me it's if it's not the greatest WrestleMania moment ever, it's top five. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania thirty, the entrance. Oh the my opening. lord. Listen, I was there yeah. and I lost my voice. <laughs> I legit lost my voice. We the first five minutes of Mania between Hogan and then the glass breaks and Austin and then the Rock. Oh, crazy! So yeah, crazy. Jim Johnston, he's the man. Uh, yeah, find the money, sign the man because sign the man. You know he's not too old, and not just that, but he's hungry. And mm-hmm. I'll take a hungry guy. Any day of the week, you make great Absolutely. music. So with that Absolutely. said, uh, let's go to the Raw recap. Of course, Monday Night Raw took place at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts, the home to several great WWE move- moments. Of course, the Stone Cold era began there as he won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 14 in that very arena. And we can go back even further to the launch of the great Intercontinental Champion, Randy Savage, who won the Intercontinental Championship all the way there in that building some 30 years ago. Well, take us to 2019, and it kicks off with a bit of huge news that we'll talk about with the WrestleMania main event being named the Women's Triple Threat Match for the Raw Women's Championship. And we ended up having a Beat the Clock Challenge where Becky Lynch would have the fastest time in defeating one of uh, the members of the Riot Squad, faster apparently than Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, which is all very interesting. Finn Balor defeated Bobby Lashley and Jinder Mahal in a handicap match to earn himself an Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania. 
Alistair Black, fresh off of his honeymoon, <laughs> and Ricochet, God bless their souls, <laughs> defeated the Raw Tag Team Champions, The Revival. Then Drew McIntyre issued a WrestleMania challenge to Roman Reigns and spit some fire talking about Joe and his family. And Roman quickly said, you keep my wife and family out of your mouth. I love it. The women's tag team champions were there as Sasha Banks defeated Natalya by disqualification when there was interference from the women's version of the Samoan SWAT team. I think it's fair to call them that perhaps then Alexa yeah well yeah I said the Samoan SWAT team that wasn't necessarily bad they were tough okay all right right. Alexa Bliss the host of Wrestlemania uh added Colin Jost and Michael Shea Saturday Night Live to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal can't wait to talk about that Baron Corbin defeats Apollo Crews Paul Heyman had a scintillating promo with Seth Rollins. Hopefully we can talk about that. Kurt Angle continued his farewell tour uh, in a match that made us chant TNA all day long, defeating Samoa Joe. Triple H agreed to put his career on the line against Batista. And then in the main event, maybe it's the last match of Dean Ambrose's Raw career. And he lost again to Drew McIntyre, this time in a last man standing match. All right, let's get into it. Monday Night Raw, what were your thoughts? Monday Night Raw was a setup show. Yeah. It was a setup show, and it's okay. They lost some steam from the Atlanta show. Oh, yes. And they've been they've been losing steam a bit, and they seem to kind of tying some things together. I know next week is going to be pretty hot. Yeah. And and, and it should be. It's the go-home show for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, mat- the matches will be safe, but they'll spend more time creating the moments. But for a three-hour show, I don't think they timed the moments right. Agreed. Um, I don't think they, they could have really taken advantage and kept the crowd hotter than, you know, Boston's a good wrestling crowd. Yes. And the, some of the moments kind of, eh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Eh. I'm trying to buy into this women's tag team situation. Okay. It's hard for me. Okay. It's hard for me. Um, while Beth and Natalia are goodly to look upon, and I appreciate them uh, very much for their ways. Yes. Um, if if we're going to look at this seriously, Sasha's a great wrestler. She's 96 pounds, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bailey does not look like she can hurt you whatsoever. There's no reason why Naya and Tamina aren't just dominating. They should be like what the Bludgeon Brothers were last year. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like seriously, let, let's do this the right way. I mean, adding Beth Phoenix because she's strong is whatever. That's 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 what I'm saying. But she's also near 50 and hadn't wrestled in a while. <clears throat> like, the believability of this is not, it's just not connecting with me. Hmm. And I want it to because I love the women's wrestlers. Hmm. that and they're, and they're actually wrestling. Mm-hmm. But to me, they're not telling the right story in this. It should have more of like a David and Goliath type feel to it than what it does. Like you already, Sonya and I mean not Sonya, Sasha and and Bailey have beaten Nia and Tamina clean. Yeah, well, sort you know? of, kind of clean. Yeah, um, I, I'll say this for one. For one, uh, I think it's safe to say that Bailey is the workhorse of that team, without yeah. question. Uh, yeah. They just lost their match to the Iconics last week, which I it's, think was 
intriguing. And yet, you know, I think the Iconics are more of a believable tag team than Sasha Absolutely. and Bailey. Um, and so what I think we have potentially as a setup for Mania, first of all, it's nice to see that there are three female tag teams that have legitimate opportunities to beat these girls for the tag titles. Um, I think a fatal four-way is the right way to do this. I think it protects everybody involved. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so I'm, I'm torn, right? Like, realistically, I don't see them coming out as the tag champions, but there's a moment that I see potentially happening which would mean that they would come out as tag champions, which I'll talk about that moment in a little bit. So I don't, I don't think Sasha wants to be a tag champion. Sasha doesn't want to be a all. tag champion. Sasha just wants gold. And yeah. and seeing that Sasha did not catch the pin, I, I still don't want to say she's defended a championship because it was Bailey who defended the championship. Yeah. Um, so Sasha still doesn't have a successful title defense under her belt. Yeah. Um, so with that said, let, let's let's obviously get to the elephant in the room which is WWE's announcement of the official main event of WrestleMania 35 being Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, That hit the news cycle on Monday. I know we had been talking about it for a long time here uh, on The Faction, but now that it's official, let's talk two things. Number one, let's talk about the significance of this. And secondly... Should this be the main event? So first, let's talk about the significance of this women's title match being the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, I absolutely love it. Yeah. And I, I think we called this months ago. We did. That it, it's the absolute right move. To me, it's the only logical move mm-hmm. um, whatsoever. The man is the man. Mm-hmm. Like, she's earned the title. Yeah. The man is the man. And... At this point, Ronda Rousey is more bankable than Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte, although we don't like the means and methods of what happened last night, and we'll get to that soon, she is clearly the best wrestler, women's wrestler in ring in the game. Mm-hmm. So as far as the marketability is concerned of a main event and how you want to, you know, they were already on, on, on SportsCenter earlier this week. Yes. Like the marketability, yeah. This is the only way they could go. But this is the high profile, the highest profile match of WrestleMania, and they earned it. They earned it. This is not just a a Me Too thing. This is not a a, a women's rights thing. These women have put the work in to develop their characters and that cash that cachet to deserve that moment. And so it's not a thing just because they're women. It's because they're brilliant, and I expect it to be. It should be the match of the night. You know, it's, in my opinion, I'm happy for him. It's it's very interesting. I I will say that you know some would make the argument that it is a shame that it has taken 35 years for a women's match to main event WrestleMania. But I will say I don't think that there has been a year uh, where all of the stars have aligned properly right. for this to right. happen. I honestly believe that last year was the first year that there was a women's match that could even really be considered for a main event, being, of course, Charlotte versus Asuka. All the setup was great for that. But I think what you have here is you technically don't have a weak link in this match. You know, Ronda Rousey, of course, still is carrying from her UFC cachet, which is significant. Plus, you add to that that, 
you know what? She made her debut at WrestleMania last year, and she has done incredibly well as an in-ring competitor. She's picked up the business. She is, I mean, she's done what you've asked her to do. Charlotte Flair, uh, and I know if Courtney was here and Brandon was here, those guys would be foaming at the mouth at how amazing Charlotte is. But, you know, there's no denying it. If you remove Flair from her name, Charlotte is still one of the most gifted wrestlers, period, male or female. Incredible. You know? Incredible. And what she has been able to do to stay at the top, whether she's had a belt or not, to me, that really tells you how great you are. You know, there was a moment when John Cena needed the WWE Championship. And then there was a moment where, honestly, he transcended the WWE title. Like, he was going to be in the main event whether he had the championship or not. And he was the main event whether you put him in the last match or the middle of the card. You know, Charlotte Flair has earned that distinction. Let's not sleep on Becky Lynch. Because people want to act like Becky Lynch just got hot six months ago. Well, the truth of it is, let's go back to WrestleMania 32, shall we? The night when the WWE said, we shall no longer call you Diva. You shall now be called Superstar. Sounds almost like a biblical name change. (laughs) Well, when they did that, who was in the match that made it happen? Let's see. Two of the three women are in this main event. Charlotte and Becky Lynch. The only other missing piece is Sasha Banks, who currently has the women's tag titles around her waist. So, since uh, since going all the way back to WrestleMania 32, we're talking three solid years where she has been a workhorse, she has been in the main event. It is now that who she is as a talker has really matched her in-ring prowess. So, you have a combination of three people who all can draw. You put them together... You have something very, very special. So congratulations to all of the women who contributed in any way to make this moment happen. Absolutely. It's going to be a significant moment. And I genuinely believe that those three women can handle the pressure of ending oh, yeah. a card that could be the longest card of in WrestleMania history, um, of ending a card that's got so many other big stories on it. They can handle the pressure, and they will not. This pressure will not bust pipes. They've got what it takes to do it. So, with that said, should this be the match that ends WrestleMania? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um. When, when Becky and Charlotte were at it on Evolution. Mm Hmm. One of the best matches of 2018. Agreed. When Becky, Charlotte, and Oscar went at it. What was that, Night of Champions? Uh, that was uh, or, TLC. 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 Mm-hmm. Main evented that show. Mm-hmm. And there was, some, there was some very good matches on that show. Mm-hmm. They main evented that show, and they tore the house down. Mm-hmm. Becky, her character is tremendous. Yes. Yeah. Becky as a worker is solid gold. Yes. And she knows how to call matches. Mm-hmm. Rhonda and Rhonda gets a lot of heat. Rhonda gets a lot of hate. She can work on these promos. She rushes a whole lot. You can tell she's memorizing. She doesn't have the authenticity that she needs mm-hmm. um to really carry those out, even with this whole wrestling is fake deal that she's doing right now. Right. Which we know is a work. But 
in the ring, she would do things that other people would not try to do. Right. And Charlotte can flat out go. Yeah. yeah. Those women are going to wrestle. Yeah. In that match. Yeah. They will be entertaining. You remember last year, WrestleMania 34, it was her first match, and we were all shocked. We were. At what Ronda could do. I agree. I agree. She is a she is a big game performer. Mm-hmm. And every level, and so are the other two. This is not new to them. You just mentioned yeah. they did WrestleMania 32 in front of 110,000 people. Sure did. Uh, you know, and Charlotte hasn't lo- hadn't lost a WrestleMania match since, right? Or ever, right? Period, right? This, this will not be too big for them, and they will have that. They've got the cash. Oh, listen, and there's gonna be some really good matches on this card. Yeah, but final match of the night. That's what I want to see. So I, I, I. <sighs> I'm not saying I don't want to see that as the final match of the night. I think if you had asked me probably right after Royal Rumble, I would have absolutely said I want that match to end the card. Where I'm at now is I want that match. I want them to announce a double main event, which they won't do, but I want them to. And that second main event is Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Because I feel like there will be, first of all, we know it's going to be a great match. We know it's going to be a great match. They've already had several great matches. But there is a moment in history that honestly, I feel like you have two equal moments battling right now for WrestleMania history. And when we get into our WrestleMania shows next week, I'll probably expound on it. So I'm going to try to hold that. But I will say this. WrestleMania 35 has some moments in it that are going to be moments I can pass on. But I think the moments that are going to be historic have potential to be truly historic. And it's been a long time since one WrestleMania has had multiple historic moments happen. You know, WrestleMania 30, when you had Hogan, Rock, and Austin in the same ring for the first time ever... Whoa! And then the same night you had Daniel Bryan get crowned as the WWE champion. Significant moments. I think there are several moments that have the potential to happen. Um, obviously, the first women's main event. I think we have the first, the first African American WWE champion, um, which I think is going to be a moment that you know will rival '92 Royal Rumble Ric Flair. Um, But I also think that the final shot that they're going to give us is going to be, and I'm giving my prediction away already, but it's going to be Becky Lynch holding the Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair holding the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky and, uh, not Becky, uh, Sasha Sasha and Bailey holding the Tag Championships, the four horsewomen with all the gold. Dripping in finesse is your final <laughs> image of WrestleMania 35. I think that's what we're being set up to see, and uh, yeah, it would it would and be I think a that moment. Means more to the, I think that means more to them than Kofi being champion. I agree. Which, which I'll say this: I'll say that for the for the uh, stockholders, for the moments that go on ESPN. They would value more of the women's movement Women. than an average. That's going to be business for them. 
Um, even though socially, I think the moments are equal. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. Very quickly, we're running out of time. I just can't believe how fast time is moving here. Uh, I got to ask you. Oh, no. You know what? I'll go to break. We'll come back. I'll ask you right. about that. And then we're going to get into SmackDown last night. You know what's funny? It's amazing to me how every week SmackDown is the far more interesting conversation every than time. Monday Night Raw. I mean, and, 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 and boy, SmackDown shocked us last night. We'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Uh, so speaking of Jim Johnston, he created this theme song that, quite frankly, we're loving. Yeah. He did the Undertaker's theme song. He did the Warriors theme song. He did the Rocks theme song. And he did this theme song, which is taking us into the break. New Day, New Way. The New Day's theme song coming from Jim Johnson. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me, DDP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three times, three times, three times world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang! It's a new day. Yes, it is.
This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonnerfide.com or via the Bonnerfide Radio app. Bonnerfide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, Gee, no, I don't no, know no, no, no. Why you did that? Wait, why you did that? What are you I don't saying? know why you did that, GB. Why you did oh, that? Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. You just heard the new Negro National Anthem. New day, new way. New day theme by Jim Johnston. Oh, boy, yeah. It's not a, It's not the new anthem? I, well, I was told wrong? Well, we, was... we, we could probably do a petition for it. We'd have to educate some people, but yeah. Uh-huh. It's probably the right thing to do. So, <laughs> SmackDown Live. I want to get into that, but before I do, I wanted to ask you a, a, a question that's kind of bleeding over from our Raw discussion. Uh, we talked about so many highlights, but what to think of that moment of bliss? And... Uh, the addition of the Saturday Night Live hosts to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'm trying to forget it. Oh, okay. Okay. See, this is the moment where I say, on one hand, WrestleMania can be uh, memorable, and then other hand, there will be moments that are forgettable. And that's already lining up to be like, I don't even know that I want to watch the Memorial Battle Royal. Like, what's the point? If, if you're already doing a 13-hour show, right? why do we need to add the elements of these guys? No one wants to see them in a wrestling ring. No one. Or in a match no at one. all. No one. You know, and this reduction to of Braun Strowman to this sideshow is just disheartening. You know, we don't need it. It's, it's not necessary. But whatever their actions are, we need it to be quick. Very We need quick. it to be rich. And let's get this over with. Like... Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, quick. Yeah, give me a good four minutes and get on out of the yeah, way. Yeah, just. But, but I am intrigued on how the Kurt Angle retirement tour is going down. Yeah, that's a good segue to lead us into what happened last night. SmackDown yeah. Live from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. Yeah, say that twice. Uh, not too far from uh, <laughs> WWE's home in Stanford, which, by the way, if you haven't heard, 
They are selling the iconic Titan Towers to move into a brand new corporate building, which I've been by the Titan Towers, uh, and we actually tried to go in, and you just can't walk off the street and go in, which is terrible, um, but that's another story. Anyway, uh, it's going to be sad to see that sold, that building sold. Lots of history there, but SmackDown Live last night kicked off with an address from the New Day. It sounded like they were going to leave, but then... Mr. McMahon uh, came out after Daniel Bryan interrupted and uh, gave Kofi Kingston one last chance at WrestleMania, but it would come by way of the New Day. Becky Lynch gets interviewed, and in her interview, she's, you know, singing the praises of this WrestleMania main event when she gets interrupted by Charlotte Flair, who says, hey, I'm about to show you why I deserve to be in this. And all of a sudden... The match that was supposed to initially be a fatal four-way for the number one contender spot for Asuka's Women's Championship suddenly becomes a title match for Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte Flair, in a WrestleMania rematch, taps out Asuka just like she did at WrestleMania to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know we're going to talk about that. Kurt Angle continued his Angle Farewell Tour, again, reliving the days of TNA. Monday night, it was Samoa Joe. Last night, it was AJ Styles. And as we were pumped for this, here comes Randy Orton. Always known to spoil a good thing. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. Randy Orton. Then, The Miz and Shane McMahon exchanged words and Mm -hmm. then agreed on quite the stipulation that would have The Miz and Shane in a Falls Count Anywhere match. They haven't done that at WrestleMania in many, many years. I don't know how far anywhere can go in an 80,000-seat arena, but we'll certainly see. Uh, Then from there, the gauntlet match went down, and uh, there were a number of tag teams involved. Perhaps, arguably, the tag team of the year could be the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, those Usos who decided they would forfeit their match because Kofi earned this spot, which meant Big E and Xavier would end up taking on Daniel Bryan and the, uh, (laughs) kind of means something different now, but the hippie Rowan. (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah. Anyway, they used some rather clever means to win the match. Biggie and Xavier win the title shot for Kofi Kingston. He won't get swerved anymore. Kofi's going to Mania to take on Daniel Bryan. So we got a lot to talk about. And I'm pretty sure at the top of your list is Charlotte versus Asuka. Yes, we're going to talk about Kofi. But Charlotte versus Asuka. Tell me your thoughts on this. White privilege. Hmm. Mm. I'm so disgusted and mm. I love Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I've said I think she's the most talented female in-ring performer I have ever seen. Um, she has already won seven championships. She is in the main event at WrestleMania 35 in New York of mm-hmm. all the places. Mm-hmm. She does not need one other accolade. And here you have the SmackDown Women's Champion who has the longest undefeated streak in all of WWE's history, male or female. Mm-hmm. The most accomplished ring wrestler, highly respected for her in-ring work. 
And who did she get emaciated by last year at WrestleMania? Uh, in the second match, it was like an afterthought. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And since then, she won the Rumble, but yet she was not the story of the Rumble. Uh, she won the championship um, at Royal Rumble this past couple of months ago. She mm-hmm. beat Becky Lynch, but Becky Lynch still gets the championship opportunity mm-hmm. by winning the match. And the champion has been an afterthought since then. And then all of a sudden, the match, which was billed as a number one contenders match beforehand between Carmella, Naomi, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville, all of a sudden, we get a cutaway to Charlotte. And Charlotte is saying she's going to show you that she's not an afterthought in her match. And then we get an announcement that she's going to wrestle Asuka. And it's a championship match. Mm-hmm. No storyline. No development. No, 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 no interview. No statement between the two. No challenge. Mm-hmm. She just got the match, mm-hmm. and she won the match. And mm-hmm. now Oscar, one of the most accomplished women's wrestlers we will have ever seen, one great performer, great wrestler, now has nothing to do for WrestleMania. Mm. That's disgusting to me. Mm. Like, you can't find another story. Last year, we had two women's matches. We had three, if you count the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. The, the, the women's Battle Royal for WrestleMania. Of course, it's a pre-show, but at least we had it. But last year, we had Charlotte versus Oscar, mm-hmm. which was a great match. And then mm-hmm. we had Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. which could have been a pre-show match. Mm-hmm. But we had Nia winning that, that belt. You mean to tell me we couldn't get a worthy opponent for, for Oscar mm-hmm. for the SmackDown Women's Championship? But no, we have to give it to Charlotte, who doesn't need it. I'm gonna drink some water and calm myself down because I'm I, that. I'm let, pressed. Let, let me let me let me pour some uh, gasoline on this fire. So apparently, and we take this all with a grain of salt. The great Dave Meltzer, who mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah. according to Dave Meltzer, he said that Vince McMahon made this choice about the SmackDown Women's Championship yesterday. And his decision was based on feeling like it wasn't worth having a 17th or 18th match on the WrestleMania card so that Oscar would have an opponent that nobody would care about. So according to Vince, he decided to incorporate the SmackDown Women's Championship into the main event now there is also talk that the idea of incorporating the smackdown women's championship had been floating around before last night we don't know how long before last night but they decided to pull the trigger last night i have a couple of thoughts and i don't you know let me just tell you something wwe all of this is not lost on me okay So it's not lost on me that right now, as you made Kofi Kingston jump through more hoops than you made Daniel Bryan jump Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. just to get an opportunity at the WWE Championship, I want to take a look at what a difference a year makes, shall we? This time last year, you had two Asian competitors both competing in high-profile matches after they both won the Royal Rumble. Shinsuke Nakamura wins the Royal Rumble and gets the dream match for the WWE Championship Mm -hmm. against AJ Styles. Asuka wins the first-ever Women's Rumble and gets the dream match against Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. 
This year, Shinsuke Nakamura gets reduced to being part of the tag team gauntlet match in a random team with Rusev, who also has been randomly demoted from the great Rusev day to nothing. Asuka, the SmackDown Women's Champion, a belt that meant something, apparently isn't good enough to stand on its own. So here's my thought. Number one, you're not committed to anyone for real, for real, who's not blonde or fair in their complexion. Number two, you don't clearly have a commitment to these great Japanese wrestlers. Number three, you don't really have a commitment to wrestlers of color. And then you really, if we're honest, don't have a commitment to women's wrestling. And here's, let me no. prove that point. Because last year, to your point, James, we women's wrestling was worth having two title matches. Are you saying to me that Ronda versus Charlotte versus Becky wasn't strong enough to stand on its own with one championship involved? So now you bring a second championship in. So what happens? Some of our our faction followers suggest that perhaps there will be a title unification match. Um, Others are, are wondering what will actually happen with all this. Personally, I think when you put two championships in a main event where one is not defended and the other is, you cheapen both championships. Yep. To me, we need if you're going on mainstream television saying this is the main event, most of the main event in boxing is for one championship. The main event on any other sport is for a very clear championship. So we got mm-hmm. two belts with three competitors. Which of the what's happening here? I right. I, I think The trigger was pulled incorrectly. Nothing else needed to be done to make this match significant. You already called it the main event. So what in the world are you doing? And then again, your commitment to a Shinsuke Nakamura, your commitment to an Asuka, two of the greatest wrestlers to come from the land of the rising sun, have been absolutely diminished. And now what's Asuka going to do? Who are you putting in there with Asuka? And then, again, the commitment to women's wrestling. Let's not forget that there were four wrestlers who were looking for an opportunity to be on television. One of them potentially getting the opportunity to be at WrestleMania. All of that is gone. So you just spit in the face of Mandy Rose. You spit in the face of Sonya Deville. You spit in the face of Naomi. You spit in the face of Carmella. Two of them are former women's champions. The other two are two of your hot prospects, one of which you just gave a title shot to. So did they deserve to be sacrificed at the altar of the main event of WrestleMania? I say no. Not when the main event already had enough stuff going on with it. It just got convoluted. And how many more people have to get sacrificed? I don't think that's right. I think it's wrong. And here's my thought. Should WrestleMania be for the elite of the elite? Yes, it should. Should people earn their way there? Yes, they should. But should they have opportunities taken away from them that were advertised? It was just Monday night that they advertised this Fatal 4-Way match. Right. 
And all of these women have gone on to Twitter to make statements about how really silly all of this is. And then I'm really quite impressed by all of the women who said that Oscar deserved better. Even Becky Lynch said Oscar deserved better. And the way that she does because she does. This woman went undefeated for two and a half years. You kidding me? Two and a half years, and she went against the best and brightest. At that time, WWE's Diva division wasn't doing much of anything. The NXT women's division was the hottest women's division, and she was beating all the women there. She left undefeated. I I just... Why can't we learn how to elevate people without sacrificing people? There's enough great talent to go around. So let's, let's just equate this now. So now we go from two potential women, three potential women's title matches to the only women's matches are going to be clearly the women's tag title match and the main event. That's it. Yeah. And and the tag title match could be moved to the pre-show for all we know. Could be. It could be. So here's and what for, else is interesting. And for those people who are thinking, well, that's nothing. Alicia's still at WrestleMania. Well, that means a lot. From it, from a financial standpoint, yes, they're not going to be on the DVD that's made, yes, yes, um, as well. So I mean that that is a huge implication when you're not on the main card, mm-hmm. and that's and, and and they could have been. I'm right. not necessarily excited to see Triple H and Batista. No, I know Triple H is still recovering, and Batista hadn't been in the ring in forever. Right. I'm not necessarily excited to see Miz and Shane. Although you can't have a WrestleMania without Shane McMahon, I can you? <laughs> right. Um, but I'm, there's some of these men's matches. I would rather see Oscar Russell yes. in WrestleMania and the fact that you have not listened. We have been dealing with Charlotte, Becky, and, and Ronda since Survivor Series yes. of yes. November. They've been entangled in that type of storyline since November. Yep. Even earlier than that on the buildup, if you really count that. Right. You mean to tell me you could not elevate another women's wrestler right. between November and April to be worthy of a WrestleMania match? Against Oscar at WrestleMania, it's crazy. It's crazy. I would have taken Oscar versus Sasha. Listen, you could have even brought some of the girls from NXT. You have options. You have and listen. You've got multiple brands. You've got NXT. You've got NXT UK. Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley. Uh, gosh, you know, uh, Io Shirai. Like you've got Baszler. Shayna Baszler, you got a ton. Can you imagine a Shayna Baszler versus Oscar match? Oh my gosh! I, or you could do a one off with Beth Phoenix. One off with Beth Phoenix. There were all sorts of opportunities that have been missed, and you nailed it, man. Like it's not just uh, saying, "Hey, we were on WrestleMania." You, you know, it's just like this in the NFL. You get a larger paycheck when you go to the playoffs, and right. an even larger paycheck. When you go to the Super Bowl, but it's not just getting dressed to go there and sit in the in 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 the locker room. No, you're on the card. So it is just it is just an unfortunate situation that is happening right now in WWE. And you cannot convince me that you're fully committed to this women's division when this type of thing happens. It's not right. It's it's just not right. And I mean, even if we did the numbers in terms of the percentage of women on the roster versus the percentage of women who actually end up on the card, that's much less than that for the men. It's much less. 
You know, this, so it's this show is supposed to be for your top performers. It is. So, Oscar so again, has I been say one of your top performers. Here's what's crazy: Why does Baron Corbin end up in a match against Kurt Angle for his retirement, and Oscar can't find her way on the card? And you're right, Oscar beat them both at uh, uh, TLC, and she won at Royal Rumble against Becky. So, like, she should be... Con- so, if these ladies are your main event, why can't this... So, that's why I say I am I am wildly concerned about what appears to be WWE's lack of commitment to uh, those wrestlers who, well, yeah. don't look a certain way. Yeah. So, we and go from that, and I hope I haven't talked myself out of believing what could happen with Kofi Mania, but we do need to take some time to talk about what happened... Last night with the amazing New Day. Um, what are your thoughts, man? New Day gauntlet match. New Day wins the opportunity for Kofi Kingston. Kofi's going to WrestleMania. They're doing a very good job of not playing the race card that is overtly seen here, but not they're not outwardly doing it. And to have a mass of people, a crowd that I would say is 90% white, Mm -hmm. to be cheering for Kofi, Mm -hmm. for them to be emotionally invested, you're in Uncasville, Connecticut. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If that doesn't speak Lily. Yes. (laughs) So you are in a very bleached place in Uncasville. And to see them emotionally invested in Kofi getting that opportunity. So you know it's there, but they're not saying it. Even the way um, Vince McMahon, we hadn't seen Vince McMahon on SmackDown like this since The Rock was here. Right. Um, to see right. Vince McMahon come out and his involvement in it. Uh, you guys weren't going to retire. retire. You weren't going to quit. So I'll tell you what, you got to do a gauntlet match. And to see the unfairness that they've had to fight through. I mean, they've got all the, the themes and the tones there. And yes. then we also remember that Big E and Xavier Woods could actually wrestle. Yes. I think sometimes we forget the New Day gimmick that these guys are five-time champs, mm-hmm. and they all can go in the ring. Yes. Okay? They can, listen, Big E was an NXT champion. Yes. Um, Austin, um, uh, I was about to call him Austin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Xavier Austin Woods yes. was, was Consequences Creed in TNA. Yes. Oh, and my gosh. And he was, he was putting it down in the ring. The man has a nice moveset. Mm-hmm. And Kofi Kingston has been one of the top wrestlers in the business yeah. and underused, kind of lost in the shuffle with this crew. But he is a dynamite singles wrestler. And I have no doubt he and Daniel Bryan are going to put on a show. Yeah. I'm so glad they did it the way to, to, to see the wrestlers come out. Yeah. Um, the locker room come out. Oh. Um, the Uso forfeit. I almost choked up when yeah, the Uso yeah. forfeited. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wait a minute. Am I getting emotional again? I, right. What is happening? Right, right. You know, I hadn't cried at wrestling since Sting almost died at yeah. Night of Champions. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, to see the investment that everybody has, that Kofi Mania thing is absolutely real. Mm-hmm. But I've expressed this to you. There are three overcoming matches mm-hmm. in, in at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Seth overcoming the the Brock malaise mm-hmm. and returning the championship back to glory. Mm-hmm. Kofi overcoming for all of us 
lift every voice and sing. Mm-hmm. We shall overcome. Yes. <laughs> Give us us free. Yes. All of them black yes. moments we can have. And then the Becky, the man, overcoming Rhonda. We're not getting all three of those moments. We're, we're not getting all three. Mm-hmm. If I will, if I, if me personally, if I, if there's one I want, it's Kofi. Yeah. Because all of them have been champions before. Yes. Becky's been a champ. Yes. Becky's been a smack twice. She's yes. been a SmackDown champ. Yes. Seth has been the champ before. Mm-hmm. Um, Kofi hasn't had it. So if there's one moment that I think would just eek, I would cry. I yeah. know I would cry. Yeah. If Kofi was champion, I, I I don't trust Vince. I cannot trust Vince McMahon. He has not proven himself to be trustworthy or loyal. He has not proven himself to have my best interests at heart. And so I can't trust him. But that last night, I'm keeping that on my DVR. Yeah. Because that was a special moment. Y- you know, l- let me say this. Yeah. I... It's the truth. Go ha- ahead. Say ha- it. Having been, you know, we are lifelong wrestling fans. Yeah. And having been lifelong wrestling fans, there are, you know, and becoming more intelligent wrestling fans. It becomes harder, number one, to surprise us. And number two, it's becoming harder to get us emotionally engaged because for us, watching the sport of pro pro wrestling uh, almost becomes as much of a let me figure out how much of this I can get right. That becomes the new competition (laughs) versus actually enjoying what's being presented to us. With all of that said, you know, we were – it has been a long time, and I have to go back to Daniel Bryan, really, since I've been this emotionally invested in a wrestling product. Uh, no. And there are so many reasons for the Kofi Kingston one. So many reasons. I mean, we could obviously build on the, the one that have, of him being an African-American. But you're right. This has been the most clever race card, non-race card Ever, yeah. if you, they could not have presented. This is the best way to present a scenario about racism ever, mm-hmm. ever. I mean, and it, it, what's crazy to me is for how many times WWE can get it wrong, they are getting it right. Everything about this is right, mm-hmm. you know. And here's the mm-hmm. thing, and this is something we don't see in the world of pro wrestling. You don't see people saying, "I'm willing to." Lay this aside for somebody else. You know, the, right. what the Usos did last night was incredible, you know. But not just that. The idea that uh, uh, Big E and Xavier would put their bodies on the line for their brother to yeah. get a WrestleMania main event. That is a picture to us of what it should be like living as an African-American. Our willingness to see one person succeed, so we're going to push and we're going to do all we can to see our brother succeed, to see our... Listen, there's no guarantee that they're even going to be on WrestleMania. Right. But their willingness to do this to see him there is everything. And then their genuine celebration. Like, this isn't the setup for a heel turn. It's a setup for an amazing celebration. And it is a moment for us. It is a moment where we can actually glean. It's so funny. Last year, they tried to make this happen from a bullying standpoint with the Nia Jax Alexa Bliss situation. 
But what they don't realize is they're getting a very real situation for us to be able to learn socially how to be able to behave when you see somebody who is worthy of getting that shot and they have to fight against so many people. And again, to see the the beautiful, beautiful tapestry of people who were building in the back, watching this all happen. Yeah. You know, all of that isn't lost. It's yeah. not lost. E- and then, even the man was back there. Even the man was back there. And to yeah. see them all come out and to just bang on the ring when it was over. Listen, I know you said we're not going to get all three. And you're right. We're not going to get all three. But the one we're not going to get is going to be Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is not going to win the Universal Championship. Brock it's Lesnar, the one we don't need. It's the one we don't need. Here's the thing. I'm convinced of this. For all of the ways that WWE has screwed us over before, here's the truth of it. They're in a position right now with this Fox deal kicking up in October, with Ring of Honor and uh, New Japan literally sitting in their backyard at Madison Square Garden, with AEW about to go crazy in May, just one month away with Double or Nothing, with all of the WWE legends from Jimmy Hart to The Undertaker showing up at StarCast, they can't afford to send people to AEW. Right. They can't afford it. And right. so it's going to be a much bigger hit for Kofi to lose than it will be for Seth to lose. We're always right. going to hate Brock Lesnar. We know that. <laughs> Look, if Roman couldn't get it done at Mania... Um, if Triple H couldn't, like, if all these people couldn't get it done, I don't expect Seth to get it done. I really, really right. don't. Right. right. And listen, nobody, you know, th- th- those cheers of Slay the Beast are really, really small compared to those cheers of Kofi. And so I promise you, the moment of 75,000 people in New York, because see, New York will turn on you. Absolutely. And the last thing he wants is a wrestle. Do you? I, I think they would have to actually mute the chance <laughs> if, if Kofi loses that match. They'll have to mute it. And then, and then you have to think about this. Do we care about the Universal Championship? Not at all. It's meant nothing. Raw has suffered more by Roman's absence than by Brock's absence. Agreed. We've become accustomed. We have to Brock not being there. We have, and if anything, if anything, it's helped us invest in other wrestlers. It has. Do you do you have a Braun Strowman be this strong without the absence of the belt? And so having that the attainable thing. I mean, do we have? Do we care about Bobby Lashley for an inkling? Right. Um, not at all. Not you know, we still don't care about Dean Ambrose. He's still the no. mayonnaise of WWE, but that's yeah. Um, and that's now okay. He'll be the spoiling mayonnaise as he leaves. So, and, and 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 who wants spoiling mayonnaise? You you just kind of tossed outside. Praise exactly. God. Praise God. Um, but but Roman, that was a deficit. Yeah, Th- that almost one. that's that, that's Jordan retiring from the NBA. It's less, it is. That's ooh, it it's, is. it, 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 it was almost unbearable to watch yeah. for a while. And yeah. business picked up as soon as the announcement that he was coming back mm-hmm. on the Atlanta show. Mm-hmm. He means so much to the company and to the business. Yeah. Brock means a lot to the money, yeah. But now that you got the Saudi Arabia money in, right? And now you got the Fox deal, you can let alone build another star. And they've got one right now in the man mm-hmm. who who will be Raw champion, Raw yeah. Women's champion, yeah. and that's going to revitalize that entire company. Mm-hmm. They, they don't 
need a Brock Lesnar like they needed him before. Right. So we don't need Seth Rollins to win. Right. Hold on to that belt, Brock. We'll still use you for your money and right. be the attainable prize. And he'll probably win at some great balls of fire or something like that. <laughs> right. Right. You know, but we don't need that moment. Then you cannot tell me you do. You cannot tell me that Seth Rollins is a better wrestler than Daniel Bryan. That Seth Rollins is a better wrestler than AJ Styles. I may give you Finn Balor, but you you can't tell me that he's better than those two. And if yeah. those two couldn't beat Brock Lesnar, and this right. guy can, right? I agree. And we didn't even get the Golden Child. Roman Reigns couldn't even beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Right, right. So, so Seth can. Yeah, Seth Seth's not gonna do it. And uh, before we go, I didn't want to forget this, but uh, the Bella Twins have announced their retirement. All right. So with that said, we're going to get out of here. And uh, <laughs> boy, we have so much to have uh, to talk about next week for our. As a matter of fact, I want to do this because uh, we're planning several shows for our WrestleMania week, a very special show that you guys aren't going to want to miss via podcast. Like, I think you guys are going to lose your mind on this one show that we've got planned. But um, if there's WrestleMania topics that you want us to cover next week, we're planning some things. We want to know. So let us know on any of our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. What would you like for us to talk about WrestleMania week? And we're going to do those shows just for you. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at The Faction Show. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. James. You can reach me at James H. White on Facebook. You can reach me at J. Harris White on Instagram. J. Harris White on Twitter. You can find my MySpace page. It's still up. Uh, I was on Black America Web a couple of times. Wow. I don't know if you can find my information there. Uh, and if you see me in the street, say hello. Yes. yes. And congratulations to Harlem Heat. I wasn't on the show when you yeah. guys uh, yeah. were doing that. But as a Houstonian, you got to know that we are proud of a team from Houston that yes. called themselves Harlem Heat, even though they were from Houston. But we're still yet proud of them somewhat. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied. And of course, you can reach Brandon and Courtney and all the ways that you can reach them. And again, make sure you're following us on uh, Instagram, Twitter and on our new Facebook page at the fa- at the Faction Show. Again, we're going to find out from you what you want us to talk about WrestleMania week and make it really creative because uh, I promise you're going to pick our brains. We're going to do some great things. So until then. Courtney, it's Clack, it's James, it's GB. We are the faction.